Joe, by law, I'm going to need to tell you we're recording now. Also, by law, you need to have your face mask on. Because COVID-19 is real. But anyways, welcome. This is Yes WB Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, The Real Get At Me. This is my co-host, Joey Fantasy. And I'm the (laughs) co-host, Joey Fantasy. Now, we're here to tell you, we just... uh, we're finishing up the last two rounds here of our uh, slow draft of our podcast or Instagram league that I started. Joe's not having fun with it because he thinks it's weird because it's July, but he'll learn. It's a little early. I think most of us that are listening to this podcast would say that July in a pandemic um, is a little bit early for a slow draft. If you're listening to this podcast in July, it's because you love fantasy football and that's, you never think it's too early to start another draft. I beg to differ. So, anyways, we'll go over our first couple rounds, and you know, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what we were thinking and where we were going from roster construction wise. And uh, I had the seventh overall pick in the first round. Joey had the third, so I'm gonna let him start off with his first pick. Yeah. So, not to mention, this draft was uh, was I was made aware of this draft about 24 hours prior in advance. A little research was done on my part. I will come out and admit that. However, uh, we are in the last two rounds of the draft as we speak. So you may hear a phone buzz in, and it's that means we're on the clock. Uh, however, with it ending here shortly. You can watch me pick my kicker live. I'm pretty confident that, like in the SWB Fantasy Football League in 2013 and 2020 in this little podcast league that the, the new commissioner here started, I'll probably end up on top of that as well. Because there's a bunch of sheep in this league, if you know what I mean. So there's some guys who I don't know if they're using counselor 16 rounds or if fantasy football for dummies hunter is just out of his mind. Maybe he maybe he knows something I don't know. But so with the third with the third overall pick, um, I decided to go with uh, Zeke Elliott. I mean, the first two rounds are are pretty obvious. Not to mention, guys, this is a snake draft. Anyone that knows that what we do in the SWB uh, Fantasy Football League, we have recently changed to an auction last year as our first year as an auction. Um, I give a lot of props to uh, Mike Kiefer for introducing that to us. I love It's been a game changer. Yeah, it really is. Um, Obviously, the auction draft gives you access to whomever you want. So any homework or any research that you do, you can get some really good value at the auction draft. So, But anyways, this was a snake, so you're all aware of that. I was the third overall pick. I took Zeke Elliott, which was pretty standard. Some guys in the league, including uh, Mr. Kerbari, the real good happy next to me, thought I should have went in a different direction, possibly with the New Orleans Saints running back, Alvin Kamara. 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 Kumbara. Kumbara. But, uh, yeah, I went with Zeke, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that. I mean, that's a solid number one running back to start off with. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong with Zeke. So, I guess, you know, out of all your picks, maybe that was one that made the most sense. Uh, when I was picking, I was picking at the seventh spot, and, you know, everybody in front of me went running back heavy. Uh, Michael Thomas did go at number five, so that kind of threw me off. Uh, because I was hoping that he'd be there at seven, uh, but I was staring down at either Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, or going wide receiver. And, you know, at that point, I thought, you know, get my wide receiver now because 
there's there's plenty of running backs I still see value in. So I went Devontae Adams first round. Uh, I'm happy with it, especially at the seventh spot. Uh, like we said, we weren't in a bot lobby, so this wasn't, you know, just auto drafts. Uh, and Dalvin Cook were, fell into the second round, so some people are taking his holdout pretty serious uh, in the fantasy community there on uh, our Instagram podcast or league. So that, you know, that tells you anything right now. Now, swing back around now, since I picked seven, I was picking sixth in the second round in the swing back. And what about my rebuttal to your pick? You want to rebut? Yeah, for the actual listeners to rebut. that want some good they, advice. They, they give them the butt. Turn that off. Wow, Joe. This I'm is, on the clock. Not, I'm putting my kicker in right now. Is, is that Will Lutz? Is he calling you? That's Will Lutz. He just signed with Joey Fantasy. It's going to be a great year. Let's go. Devonta Adams, yeah, he gets uh, he gets a great rapport this year. But let's not forget, guys, Dom reached there when we were the seventh overall pick. Seventh. Aaron Rodgers was a bust last year. Everybody knows it. Everyone thinks it's the comeback year for him. I got news for you with with the pandemic and everything going on. It isn't the comeback year for Aaron Rodgers. He plays on grass. He plays up north. Devonta Adams is his only wide receiver. Only guy that can catch the ball. Was a stretch, especially his injury prone. Guy. Aaron Rodgers would throw the ball think, 50 times a game. I think it was a little bit of a stretch at the seven. I would have done things differently, but go ahead with your comeback around uh, draft pick. Yeah, comeback around. So I'm totally off script now because all the other running backs that I would have taken in the second round were then gone as Mixon, Jacobs, Sanders, uh, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake. Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb were then taken directly behind me. Uh, you know, I wasn't about to settle for Le'Veon Bell in the second round, so I let that guy – I let those guys pass. Like, Austin Eckler might have been the only other guy that if I was looking running back there, I would have taken in the second. Um, so, again, I took the best available wide receiver, and I took Tyree Hill. So I'm stacked right now with Devontae Adams and Tyree Hill, two guys that can – end games pretty quickly and with the flick of the wrist of two of the best quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. You're up, Joey. So my second round pick after I swung back around, it ended up being what, the 21st, I think, pick yeah. in the draft, something like that. Um, and I threw yet another curveball. Um, again, this is a snake draft, but uh, for many of you that don't know this, I was uh, in the city of Pittsburgh the last two years with my career, and I learned a lot of things from the Rooneys. You draft the best athletic player that's on the board, okay? So, yeah, as much as I would have liked to have had, a you know, an elite receiver or running back there, Patrick Mahomes was available. Um, and let me just tell you, fantasy guys out there, you have Patrick Mahomes on your roster, you can win every single week that he plays. So uh, I was very happy with him, even though I might have been a little bit of a stretch to grab him a little early. Um, like I said, you put a couple pieces around him, you have a chance to go far. So, <coughs> you have COVID? Uh, yeah, I think Joe, like he said at the beginning, he was unprepared for this. He talks like he's a fancy guy, but, you know, it's it's July, as he keeps telling me, and he, he doesn't have any rankings done past the first round, so or at least past Zeke. So, he had one, two, three filled out, and then he forgot to do his homework. And uh, and just you know, how many <coughs> championships? And got them all. Do you have any? 
Can you put that on air? Do you have any championships? Right he doesn't have any. Were you lowest point? <coughs> need a bottle of water? Get a damn I bottle of water. Bottle water. I got water. Anyways, so Pat Mahomes, you know, I'm not going to fault Joe for taking Pat Mahomes, like I said, like he said, you know, best available guy. He's a game changer every day uh, that you put him out there, that he plays football. So, you know, for a second-round pick, especially, like I said, this league went very run-heavy, so the running backs just weren't there for some guys who thought that there would be people falling. Uh, so, you know, again, Pat Mahomes, not a bad pick there on the uh, first one or the second round. So, so coming around the third round here, we're approaching. So there was two picks that were – two guys that were in front of me at the two and the one, and then they reversed back to me, obviously. Um, coming back around, I'm running back heavy for the most part. Um, one of the guys that got drafted right before me was Todd Gurley. I'm really big on Todd Gurley this year because he has a Matt Ryan, obviously thrown to Julio Jones, which is a deep threat, which opens up a nice, God bless you, run game. However, I wasn't able to snag him. Uh, the next best available running back, in my opinion, was from the Seattle Seahawks, Chris Carson. Um, towards the end of the season last year, he really started to turn it on. He's still got some young legs, legs in him. Uh, so I, again, went with uh, running back, quarterback, running back. So now I have obviously two running backs. So, you know, and that was, that was a good pick there, Chris Carson, as a former owner of Chris Carson. I know you're getting good value there. Um, I think most weeks you're going to see him outperform some of the, uh, the Le'Veon Bells, the uh, Leonard Fournette's that went in the second round. Um, you know, I think I got a, a second round running back in a third round, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think what you could have done, since you like to do weird things, I think you could have taken on the swing back, just gone Lamar Jackson because he was still there and made somebody give you two of their running backs for Lamar Jackson. I'm not a L Lamar fan, though. You didn't have to be. You have to find a Lamar fan. That's how trade works. Mike Kiefer, give this guy some trade advice. I'll save that one for later in the in our uh, draft picks here. Oh, I got some trade bait. All right, so then I come back around. I think it's the time that I take a running back. It's round three. Uh, anybody that I thought was top 10, top 15, uh, they're gone. Uh, a guy that I didn't want to take, but at this point of the draft, I thought I'd just take the upside, take the uh, optimism and the, and the hype of Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire, I think is how you say it, not Kamara. So I took ECH, and I'm going to hope for the best. You know, Damian Williams might start the season, and, you know, I'm pretty good at piecing together a team halfway through the season. And all you got to do is make the playoffs, and then you got a dream. So if I've got the lead running back for the Chiefs at the end of the season, just like last year with Damian Williams, he could, you know, really push me through the playoffs. So. Again, he might not come off uh, real well the first four or five weeks, but if he turns down at the end of the year, then that's when it counts. And that's, oh, what, that's what I'm looking for. I like it. I mean, it's a big gamble, but you got to risk it to get the biscuit, and you took a chance there. I like to take a lot of chances in the later rounds, but I respect taking a chance like that in the earlier rounds. I think, I think I'm a good enough owner to take those chances early. Most points last year? Still won seven games. Um, so then, as Joe explained how snake draft works, we then snake back around. Uh, so I took I at the fourth pick of the second round here. And 
or the sixth pick, the sixth pick of the second round. And me and Joe actually were both talking about it, you know, who would get there. And we both, were, you know, I don't know if we call it agreed, but, you know, we both thought best case scenario, Melvin Gordon falls to me in the fourth. And I don't know if it's a good thing that, you know, everybody on there, everybody here took two running backs in the first three rounds. And Melvin Gordon is the last one available in the fourth round for me. Uh, you know, it would have an ECR or an average or an average draft position in the top three rounds. So Melvin Gordon is still there in the fourth. Uh, so again, maybe Denver signed him because, like they've shown, they don't want Phil Lindsay to be a horse workhorse running back and. Melvin Gordon knows how to catch the ball. Melvin Gordon knows how to break tackles. And Drew Locke might not be that good of a quarterback, so he might need to uh, lean on, you know, his veteran running back who they paid a million dollars to. So, you know, so I'm not – I'm actually not nervous about that. I liked it. Uh, I was happy I was able to get him. And, you know, I think there is plenty of upside. But much like – much like Clyde, it could take a couple of weeks to find out what his role is in the Denver offense. So speaking of upside, my next pick, um, this is the fourth round, right? Yeah, the fourth round. Which would be the fourth round. I needed to obviously go receiver. I had taken a, you know Patrick Mahomes and two solid running backs, so I needed to, to fill the void of a receiver. So my options were Keenan Allen, um, I believe Adam Thielen, and Juju Smith-Schuster being – uh, from Pittsburgh and talking about upside he's from Pittsburgh one of the last two years been living in Pittsburgh oh, the last two he's years he's from Pittsburgh now guys from Pittsburgh now CLE to la das <laughs> from Pittsburgh being out there like I said I've had two other Sorry options for all the offensive words on my shirt two other options Adam Thielen getting a little bit older um had a little bit of injuries last season um and my other one was Keenan Allen. Obviously, you know, everyone knows Philip Rivers is in, in Indianapolis. So the smart pick to me was Juju Smith-Schuster. He has upside because last year he did have some injury problems, but they were babying him because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there. Let's be honest, they didn't really think they were going to make Because he's a baby. I mean, so with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger and a healthy Juju, I think there's some upside there. So I went with Juju Smith-Schuster. I Juju on that beat. If, we, if I'm doing my rebuttal on your pick there, um, I don't think Juju would be the guy I'm grabbing there. Like you mentioned, Adam Thielen, you know, he's a guy that's getting 12-plus targets a game, it feels like. He's a guy that Kirk Cousins trusts, and Kirk Cousins in a better part of his career than, say, Roethlisberger is. Uh, the – the offense of Minnesota after Dalvin Cook is Adam Thielen. So I guess, you know, Thielen would have been the guy I was going for. And I also think there were some better options there too uh, in terms of. So the Steelers' number one ranked offense, the year Ben Roethlisberger was healthy in 2018, doesn't give you upside for Juju in 2020, even though they were both injured. Obviously last year, so you can't take last year's. Right. Days. I remember there was, a, there was that other guy that used to catch the ball over there. Antonio Brown? Yeah. 2018. Well, they got Deontay Johnson now. Like a little speech. Oh, we'll get to that out. guy, Joe. Oh, he's on my roster too. No. So. Joe got all the secrets. Uh, 
Do you want to tell? Okay, so snake draft. It's going to swing back around to Joey. Swing back around. Um, there uh, again, I threw another little bit of a curveball. He's, he's going to miss out on Raheem Oster and A.J. Brown on the backside of the swing. Yeah, I wasn't really concerned. I wouldn't want A.J. Brown's overhyped, too. Both of those guys were overhyped. So I actually went to tight end round with Mark Andrews. He's getting more targets than both the guys. That's the third tight end off the board here. Third one, Kelsey and Kittle were gone. Kittle were gone. Two, two, three, and then – Andrews in the fifth. So obviously Lamar, you know, likes to target his tight end. He's a big physical young tight end. Um, and again, Mark Andrews is getting more targets and receptions than a lot of the receivers and running backs as far if you're comparing the carries that were on the board. So to me it was a no brainer. Go Mark Andrews here in the slot. Yeah. Um, so coming back down to that list, you know, I was eyeing this guy and I think, you know, I think he's going to be not a sleeper in terms of where I picked him because he's still going to play, you know, in my flex position here. Um, you know, I saw Tyler Lockett go there two picks before me. And at that point, I thought, if I want this guy, I got to take him now. So I took his counterpart, DK Metcalf, who is a second-year wide receiver. Uh, he was the leading targeted rookie wide receiver last year at 109 targets, I believe. He had two more than Christian Kirk. Uh, so Metcalf gets the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson is one of the most efficient quarterbacks playing right now, outside maybe, you know, the top two, uh, you know, inefficiencies. So, you know, DK Metcalf has a lot of upside. And then, you know, red zone targets. Tyler Lockett isn't the red zone threat that DK Metcalf can be. And with Seattle kind of trying to go and draft or sign Greg Olson to be their tight end, since Will Disley's not probably going to be ready for the season uh, with that ACL tear, DK Metcalf becomes your biggest body there in the red zone. And I think that's where Russell's going to feel comfortable in throwing the ball when it's touchdown time. Yeah, I like that pick that you made there. I mean, I've already told you. Um, your middle of the round draft picks there, I was actually very impressed with it. I thought he got some good value. Yeah, so I like that guy. Um, you know, so that was our first five rounds there. Uh, maybe right now we'll, we're going to look at our rosters through the last couple rounds and, you know, pick out our favorite guys here. Uh, I know personally for me, uh, somewhere around the ninth or 10th round, some tight, more tight ends had come off the board. Uh, I know somebody had grabbed like Austin Hooper and some other terrible, terrible tight end choices. And I thought maybe, you know, this is the uh, time to do it before somebody catches on. And I went ahead and I snagged Hayden Hurst there in the eighth or ninth round. Uh, you know, I just feel that with Hooper going to Cleveland and Hayden Hurst being a 2018 first-round draft pick for the uh, the Ravens, and he did get some playing time last year with the Ravens. He just didn't seem like he got as much opportunity as he needed to develop as a, a young tight end. And I think getting on a more established offense like uh, the Atlanta Falcons – and, you know, being that number three right behind, you know, Jones and Ridley, I think Hurst is going to have 
plenty of volume there. I mean, because Hooper was targeted 93 times last year. Or I think, yeah, 93 times. So there's plenty of volume to go around there. And with all the other guys that might be on the field with Jones and Ridley, I think there's plenty of room for Hurst to uh, make some damage there. I would say for my later round draft picks, one of the guys I'm most excited about, and it is a big risk, big reward here, is A.J. Green from Cincinnati. I think I picked him up in the ninth round in the snake draft, eighth or ninth round. And let's be honest, he's a big veteran target for a rookie quarterback. So I believe Joe Burrow obviously is going to lean very heavily on A.J. Green. I think he's had enough time to fully – recuperate and do his rehab through his injury. I mean, there's talk about him being ready last season. So I think he's going to be fully healthy. And I think, like I said, Joe Burrow's going to rely heavily on a, uh, a big physical receiver in AJ Green. So I'm pretty, pretty happy to have him in my you know receiver two spot. Yeah, I think AJ Green comes with plenty of upside. Young quarterback, uh, all young wide receivers. So, you know, you have to figure A.J. Green's going to still be teaching T. Higgins and John Ross and, you know, maybe – I mean, Boyd's, I think, the third-year wide receiver now, so he might be the next guy up there that's, uh, you know – And they got a good running back mix and it'll open things up. I mean – Yeah, I think there's plenty of, you know, maybe a, a Larry Fitzgerald type season where he's 100, 110 targets just because the young quarterback knows that. And that's all I need. When you need a guy, when you have Patrick AJ Mahomes Green. every weekend, and you just fill it in. It's a beautiful thing, guys. 2013. DM me if you need to know, or, or if you don't know. I don't think the calendars go back that far. Would be, out of our draft so far, what would be your, your not maybe not your disappointment, but something like that? Yeah, could probably do disappointment. Um, you know, I really. I, What's your biggest question mark, I should say? My biggest question mark right now, um, you know, I drafted Alan Lazard of Green Bay. And he's not really a question mark as much as I thought maybe he would be. You know, most guys are handcuffing the running backs that they took in the first or second round. And I took a wide receiver. And if I lose Devontae Adams for any couple of weeks, like some people did last year, um, I don't want to be scrambling to find out who's getting those targets. And I think since Green Bay didn't draft any wide receivers, they didn't trade for any wide receivers. And Aaron Rodgers made it perfectly clear that he hates Geronimo Allison and Marcus Valdez Scatling, that Alan Lazard is going to be the guy. It may not come in the same volume of 10 plus targets, but you know, if it is his go-to guy on the field when, Adams isn't there. I think it's safe. I think it's safe enough to keep him on my my bench for the year if I need him. Yeah. So my mine's not really a disappointment. I just have a lot of faith riding in this pick. Um, Don probably already knows. He's already stated it a few times. If you weren't listening, Austin Hooper. He's the highest paid tight end in the league right now. So I need him to play like he's the highest rated or paid tight end in the league right now because I'm probably going to use him in my flex because we have a true flex where you can put a receiver, running back, or tight end in there. Only took um, 12 years, guys. Congrats. 
I know a lot of the guys in this league, including Dom, said, well, that was a dumb pick because they have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. There's a lot of people that need right. to Right. Does this sound stupid just saying it out loud right now? But you got Baker Mayfield who needs to light it up this year. Everybody knows that. Odell Beckham probably won't even be in a Browns uniform for all we know midseason. Mm-hmm. Who knows what Odell Beckham's going to do. He he could be he tried to retire, remember? A, yeah, it could be a tier tier one receiver. We don't know. He could be not even a tier three by the end of the year. So Austin Hooper's a young guy, fresh legs. I I gotta believe Baker's gonna want to use him, especially in red red zones. So uh not to mention if you look back at the statistics, I believe um Hooper didn't play two three games. Two, games. two games last year. He still was amongst one of the, if not the top, eh, top three um, targeted tight ends. So he's got targets like your tier three receivers, tier two receivers. So right in in Atlanta, where his quarterback is Matt Ryan, and they throw the ball for forty five hundred yards a year. Well, I think you're going to be surprised. That's fine. Uh, quick question for you, Joe. I guess you can think about while I answer my own question. Uh, so a couple of rookies. Everyone's going to take a couple of chances on some rookies here. Um, I was fortunate that this league isn't a bunch of buck nuts and J.K. Dobbins fell to a, a round that I felt comfortable taking a chance on him. And he holds this about the same upside as, you know, say Edward Hilaire does as the season progresses and he becomes more acclimated with an offense that he's not going to get much of the spring training with or, a summer camp, whatever, you know, the OTAs that, you know, it's going to be harder for Dobbins to take touches away from a guy like Mark Ingram, not as hard as Edward Hilaire, probably getting touches away from somebody like Damian Williams, who isn't, you know, to the same stature or pedigree as what Mark Ingram is right now, who's proven that on a couple of different teams, he's been a very serviceable back that, you know, they seem to, uh, you know, like what he brings. But if Dobbins does get a chance or, you know, say Ingram has hit that 31, 32 years old age that he can't do it all, that, you know, I could be looking at two of the youngest, most exciting running backs, you know, since a guy like Kareem Hunt. So what's your question to me? Like what rookie do you Yeah, have? like how do you feel about your rookies, uh, Jefferson and Evans? I don't want to talk about my rookies. I don't want to give people too much insight on the. Oh, Joe's nervous. Remember? I don't need you my SWB listeners knowing my secrets, but I will say. There are only listeners, Joe. Tell them. I will say in the rookie class, I think the for sure rookie that's going to be a plug and play is going to be Detroit Lions running back Swift. Um, so with a shortened season, possibly no fans, limited practices limited you know working working out facilities together some of these other rookies like the two that you drafted they might not have as much playing time as they would have in a normal rookie season with normal circumstances so with that being said I think the rookie with the most upside in my opinion for this first season with all this crazy stuff that's going on just this season um is uh Swift from Detroit Lions I like it and uh Detroit has, you know, they thought they had something to carry on Johnson. And he just seemed to, you know, a little bit of injuries, a little bit of maybe losing Matt Stafford, you know, showed some of K- 
carry on deficiencies as a uh, ball carrier. But if you like, look on the depth chart right now online, before they even started practicing, Swift is the one. So, the one. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, that's about all I got for today. Uh, maybe next time, like we did on our previous podcast, we'll uh, hit these rankings in full. Uh, we just wanted to go over this mock draft that we were doing. It's not a mock draft. It's a real league. There's buy-ins. You know, Joey might think it's just throwing money in the wind, but, you know, some people care about where their money goes. Uh, if you want my two rookies that I was I didn't want to talk about, two rookies that Dom had mentioned, DM one of us, and I'll give you the inside scoop on one of them. And if you have my cell phone, text me, because you're going to want to have them. Believe me. 2013. But, yeah, so, like I said, this is a good a good opportunity. I know it's snake draft, so it's not what we do in our big money week. Uh, but it is a good gauge of where everybody's looking at because, you know, these are guys that claim to, unlike, you know, some of our guys in our league, do their homework. So you're not drafting against guys who are just pissing in the wind here, taking whoever that four-letter corporation tells them to take. <laughs> you know, they're – you know, they're, they've got an educated educated reasoning behind each one of their picks. So, you know, it's nice to see, uh, you know, what's happening uh, and where some of these guys fall and where people reach. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's been fun so far. Like I said, Joe's going to pick his kicker here pretty soon. Um, I'm going to pick my kicker and maybe another, another young wide receiver or running back. But uh, – I think that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you smash that like button and the subscribe button. Uh, share it with your friends. I think the share is over here. Let everybody know that the SWB Fantasy Football Podcast slash Instagram slash YouTube page, uh, you know, it's the place to get your information from. So, uh, and the season started. The season already started. It's. No, no. Time, no time to do homework, Joe. This is the test. You're taking the test right now. You either know it or you don't. Okay? So, you hear line, that, Chase? Line mentality. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep. You got plenty of time. Quarantine. Do your homework. Do your homework. See you guys.